Hello and welcome back to another edition of Friends of the Vine Wine Podcast. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to the last podcast with my father-in-law and I, the Barbecue Sessions. They're a fun chat. They're a great little conversation that we sit by the barbecue and have. And I'm so happy that I started recording these uh, this past year because there's always it's always a fun talk. And it's a it's a great moment that we shared down by the barbecue, and uh, I want to make sure that I have those recorded. And I appreciate the feedback, and I appreciate how many people have enjoyed them as well. And uh, it obviously shows with the amount of downloads that I get for that for that episode. So I do appreciate it, and people who've reached out to me and said how much they like it. So thank you. This uh, episode is actually one that I did when I was in London in July. I chatted with Lawrence from Interpreting Wine, and I've put up links to his show previously, but it's my conversation with him on his show back in the summer in London, and it's funny now to listen to it because I talk about some of the guests that I want to have on and some of the kind of, you know, the wish list and the bucket list, and I've made those connections and I've had those people on, for example, like Madeline and Jason Wise. And at the time, I haven't had those those people on at the time. And I hadn't had them on yet. And it's funny now to listen to this and to uh, to realize I've actually recorded those shows and, and had those shows come out and be very successful. So it's, uh, it's Lawrence interviewing me about uh, my show and how I got into wine and what I like about wine and what I like about podcasting. So uh, let's get right into it. Today's guest on the podcast is fellow wine podcaster Ian Osborne. We caught up on his recent visit to London and discussed how he got into the podcast. We discussed the field in North America and get into some production tips if you're tempted to give it a go yourself. Enjoy. Uh, my name is Ian Osborne. I run a podcast in... Vancouver. It's called Friends of the Vine Wine Podcast. And I started doing it about a year ago just as a hobby, just something for fun, something to kind of have my little impact on the in the wine world. And I just started doing it uh, for for a fun little project that I, for basically to find people or to talk to people that uh, I really was interested in talking to. So people like, uh, I've had podcasts with Brian McClintock. I've had podcasts with Rajat Parr, uh, Bianca Bosker. So just people w- within the wine world that I've, I've always wanted to chat with and kind of gives me an excuse to, to chat with them. So I've got a few other ones kind of lined up that I, again, kind of like the, the wish list or the bucket list of people that, that I've always wanted to talk to. So just started getting the wine a few years ago, about four or five years ago and just started developing the passion for wine and decided well why not want to do a podcast i love to talk so the, the there were small epiphanies along the way i would say for me there wasn't there was there was one bottle in particular for sure but i feel also that doing a road trip through france and getting immersed in really good burgundy wines and really good uh really good wines and and starting that journey 
by having small epiphanies, small moments, small little glasses. You'll have one glass here, one glass there that you'll just enjoy so much and that just really brings out your experience and and really develops your passion. But for me, there was a, there was a BC wine. Uh, it's called, it's Township 7 is a winery and it's called Black Dog. And it was a wine that you can you you have to be a club member of the of the winery so you only get a couple couple bottles a year it's 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 they make about 100 100 cases a year so for me just having that wine you only you only get a couple bottles you sit on it for four or five years uh it's uh it's mostly a bordeaux blend it's uh it's a merlot cabernet sauvignon uh a little bit of everything it's 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 got that kind of bordeaux style and I remember in particular uh, my father-in-law bringing out a bottle of that, of that wine and a bunch of us having a dinner outside. You've got all the lights in the trees, you've got the tables, a lot of really good uh, friends who all enjoy wine. And he brought out a bottle and we all, we all knew that it's only one of his one, you know, only has a couple bottles. So for him to bring it out was, was, was special. And then we all have a little taste. There's about eight of us. We all have a little taste. We're like, oh, he's brought out the black dog. And then he disappears and comes back up with another bottle. And that's like his entire stock for the year. Oh, he brought out another bottle. Yeah, yeah. So that was, that was, you know, that I think would be the moment for me where just having a nice Bordeaux and something that meant something, having those people in, in, that, in that, that time and having that, that moment because uh, th- that's what it is, is, is wine is, is those, those moments and having wine with people and sharing those moments with people, that's what makes it, right? That's yeah. it, yeah, I, I, um... I can totally relate to that because I think interestingly, the nicer I find a wine and the more that it affects me, the, the more I'll think about it and actually the more I'll think about who I want to share it with and who I want to, you know, sort of spread the, spread the joy around with. And I, you know, I love, I love finding communities of drinkers where, where they're keen to do that and not sort of, you know, keep it to themselves as it were. Um, I want to ask a little bit about the podcast itself, really. Um, I noticed, you know, we've, we've got a, actually had a couple of guests in common. So I've, I've had, spoken to Rajat Parr and, um, and Bianca as well. Yeah. Um, we're there in, in London. So, um, yeah, could you, I guess, give us a, a bit of a sense of, you know, how is it being received? And, you know, as I say, these are, these are some great guests. I think that you're getting on there and sure, you know, spreading lots of wisdom from them. So, yeah, what's, what's the feedback been like? I think... For me, especially with Brian, Brian was the one that, for me, kind of started that level of credibility and having him on and having having that first initial, him kind of giving me a break and giving me a chance to be on. And we had a 45 minute long, you know, conversation. Most, a lot of my, a lot of my podcasts are over Skype. Obviously, can't travel everywhere in the world, unfortunately. So as much as I'd love to, but. Uh, so having that conversation with him, just a, a down-to-earth, laid-back kind of guy, and I, I literally sourced them out, sent him an email, and said, "Hey, I, I run a small podcast. Are you, are you interested?" And and for whatever reason, we connected enough that yeah. Yeah. he gave yeah. me that chance, and that led to other, that led to some credibility, and that led to some other, uh, get a small reputation enough that. The next person. Oh yeah. Oh, you were you had Brian on. Okay. Oh, you've had Brian and, and Rajat. Oh, okay. 
and you continue on that and even other even even others I've had on who also know uh, I've had on Sean Nelson who uh, has his advanced psalm he's going for his master psalm but he knows Brian he's he's actually was in Vienna with uh, Rajat at that at that wine festival so it continues on it snowballs at, at that point and so that that allowed me to get a bit of a, a a bit of a street cred enough to continue to try and and get to get more people on so I think that's that's where it kind of grew from there and that's why for me I'm, I'm trying to keep continuing with some people I, like I said before that I really want to the bucket list type so that's kind of where if I if I continue to hopefully grow in that way I continue to get a couple of big names like that I, I I know what you're saying it's it's definitely been received well and I it's funny as you know you you can look at the geography of where your listeners are from and for me to get especially to get a lot of California listeners and a lot of uh, a lot of Amer- well, a lot of American listeners, but mostly California, uh, uh, obviously with their wine industry. But other, you know, there's listeners in the UK, there's listeners in Australia, New Zealand, and there's a few people here, there, and there. But there's been a large contingent from California, which obviously with Brian being from California and with yeah. Raja being yeah. down there. Yeah. 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 But I, I like, I like the fact that because a lot of the time I do talk a lot about BC wine and a lot of the Okanagan Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. however having Rajat and having Brian and and talking a bit about California the California industry has allowed me to develop a bit of a listenership down there so it's been received very well down there especially so which I'm I'm eternally grateful for the fact that there's people all over the world who've, who've decided to tune into my show so yeah, we're sitting here in London, uh, you know, as where I do all of my interviews and, you know, majority of my interviews to date. Um, there are not masses and masses of people doing wine podcasts at the moment in London. Uh, I, my impression is that there are a lot more in the States and, in, and in, in, in Canada. But yeah, could you, I guess, you know, give me a sense of what do you see as the community of, of, of wine podcasters and you know if you want to broaden it out to, to hospitality that's that's fine as well well for me I think especially with uh, like you said the the especially in North America especially in the US there's a lot more interest in podcasts in general you've got big names like Joe Rogan and uh, the Dolce Diet and uh, you know there's so many other podcasts out there that are big but then in the wine in the wine industry in the wine podcast you've got uh, Grape Radio you've got uh, Levy Dalton with his I'll Drink to That yeah. some great ones uh, you've got the Guild of the Guild of Sommeliers you've got so you've got Jeff with his mm-hmm. you've got so many different ones that are available you, there's even a couple of smaller ones that every once in a while they'll kind of come on the scene but they may they may not last but you've got a lot of sustaining ones as well so I think for me there's that that would be a definite influence I'll drink to that with Levy Dalton that's a great one that was an influence uh, there's there's one called Grape Radio it was another one that was that was a great influence as well uh, Jay Salmon he he's one of the main contributors so there's a, a, a few different ones and then Jeff Kruth with his as well which would be another another possible guest I would I would be interested yeah, in okay, okay. but there's a there's definitely an influence with certain uh, certain podcasts for sure 
because I know some friends, some sommelier friends, who literally will have those podcasts on on repeat. Because they want to continue to to listen, and and that's their main source of podcast. That would be one that they would be continuing to listen to. And so one of my friends, Alex Anderson, is a who's a sommelier. She'll have she'll have Jeff Cruz on 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 repeat. But there's a few out there for sure that have been an influence for for myself and on on the wine world. Okay. Okay. Um. And I think I think really kind of building on that um, topic, you know, I'm really keen for others around me to start them as well. I, I think one of my initial motivations was I want to sort of you know take over this space before somebody else does. You know, I want to sort of get in there, and that was certainly uh, for certainly the first sort of couple of months that was my main motivation. But uh, you know how things can change in a few months uh, it literally has gone completely the other way it's like I would I would love for there to be a community of, of other people and I purposely say hospitality and not just wine I think I've I've broadened it right out now to, you know to other areas so I'm I'm just curious yeah you know would would you you know like to I worry yeah where are you in your sort of thoughts in that kind of thing would you you know do you do you see that there are other people around you that you'd like that potentially could be doing podcasts or you know maybe it's just some tips for somebody who who is thinking that they, they might want to do that I, I I like I like what you were saying about with expanding your suit not just food and beverage in general because there's also some guests in events and planning who are putting on event nights putting on dinners who are people who are also potential guests people who are putting on uh, you know the black and white dinners and, and those kind of events which are very big in, in London and New York and you know in, in Vancouver as well so they'll have events and, and so those are other people within the food and beverage industry within hospitality who are potential guests like you said I I think there is a I think there is room for more podcasts I think there's a room for for podcasts in general not just in wine but in hospitality I think because especially with the sommeliers as well you've got a You've got a lot of sommeliers who've done done podcasts, and it almost seems like they they'll go through a stage. Like Brian McClendick, for example, had a podcast for a while. Yeah. Then he's moved on to into winemaking, so that was a, a small phase of his life where he decided to put on a couple podcasts. Now he's doing more video blogs and more. So that's and that's another area where where people are really getting into video blogs and and especially with Instagram with uh, with the uh, you know IGTV. You can really kind of do. Uh, I've got a friend of mine, uh, Laura Milnes, in in the Okanagan. She does a lot of video blogs. All like a lot of winemakers, a lot of people in the wine industry, but she strictly does video interviews. So I think there's room for I think there's room for more wine podcasts. I think there's for as in regards to tips, plan on more time than you think. Plan on. The editing time. A podcast is half an hour. You're looking at, you know, quadruple or more for the editing. You're looking at five hours for, you know, your, however long you think your podcast is going to be. It's a lot more time and energy and effort than than trying to for a half hour podcast. The amount of time and, and energy that it takes you to put into it. So, basically, if it's your passion, you'll find the time. But it's a lot of time. <laughs> sure. 
but uh, I, I can't think of other tips that. Good editing software. Yeah, good editing software is is always yeah. a perk. Yeah. What do you use? It's getting a little bit technical. Oh, we're right using now. so I use the I uh, use the Audacity okay. uh, software, um, and for myself as well, especially because it's it is a hobby for me. It's I do have a full time job and. So I, I try not to invest too much into it as well. Uh, so, which is, is, has, you know, positives in mind, uh, you know, and, and it, it unfortunately will, will mean sometimes the, the, the final product isn't, isn't as great as I want it to be necessarily, but uh, it's, yeah, it's Audacity software. Uh, it's a, a Zach Sound mic, which is kind of an omnidirectional mic which allows for a lot more of the ambient noise, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which gives it a nice feel sometimes. But uh, yeah, it's, um, yeah, and the old classic Mac laptop. Sure, sure, so. sure, okay. Yeah, and um, I'll just throw it on there as well, as you as you brought up software. People do often ask me what software I use. I actually use um, Adobe Audition. Um, and I know that Audacity is free, and I know that Adobe Audition isn't free. Um, but again, yeah, I think time is absolutely the key thing. Uh, and I can, I, I actually tried, so I've done audition all the way through and I, and I tried Audacity the other day and I, I just couldn't get on with it. it. It was taking me probably about three or four times longer to do and I didn't have all my presets set up and it were, yeah, I'm, I'm like, okay, I've got to pay for audition, but it's in terms of the time it saves me. It, yeah. it pays for itself so yeah that, that's a but yeah if, if anyone wants to know you know uh, the things that I use to to record uh, I actually I made um, an Instagram highlight so I put all of the the, the, the the things on there and I did that maybe three or four months ago and I purposely haven't changed I haven't upgraded um, and I think yeah maybe another thing that I've done is just spend time just trying to use the kit that I've got rather than I think what can be the temptation is to you want to upgrade, you want to get something new, you want to get the shiny new thing, and there's always something new to buy. Um, but yeah, I, I've dropped this mic so many times now that it's it's also almost indestructible, I would say. Uh, and yeah, just 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 get on and do it. I think yeah, that's 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 the thing. The the thing about the bucket list and the thing about the wish list is, it's the classic case where if you want to, if you name something and then it doesn't happen. Then you're like, oh, you know, you don't, you, and it's not really a surprise. It's not like, oh, I want to surprise people, but you want to have that wish list of people that, when it comes to fruition, then it's it's that much that much more. So, on the list, I've got uh, Jason Wise, drum roll. drum roll. I've got Jason Wise from the Psalm Films, okay. who has said in in some some uh, Instagram messages and some emails that he will do it once. He's closer to releasing Psalm 3. And once it's kind of in that publicity tour stage for him. So so that one was one that he's basically said yes. And some people have said, well, how, how do you get a hold of these people? How do you get these people? And I said, I just go on Instagram. I send him a message. Yeah. I say, hey, I run a small podcast. Yeah. Are you interested? And the community is so small. The community is so is so good for that they're they're so receiving they're so welcoming like i yeah. said again yeah. having brian yeah. 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 to start off with i just sent him an email and i said hey are you interested and that having those kind of people that welcome you in so having jason wise would be one 
uh, Madeline from Wine Folly. I've been chasing for about a year. She was probably one of the original ones I wanted on. I've been chasing her for a year. She hints every once in a while that she's interested, and then she shuts me down for about three months. But now that she has her second edition of, of the Wine Folly book coming out, which I purchased as an incentive to have her on. So just a little, just a little incentive. But I want, I want to try and get her on as well. And then there's there's also local winemaker local winemakers as well that I want to have on in the Okanagan. Yeah, jo- Jason Oceanis from uh, Township Seven. He's the the general manager from Township Seven. He's another one that I've been talking about getting on. So the other thing is because because I I average about a podcast every three weeks. I'm trying not to get too ahead of myself. Uh, I, I managed to I managed to put out two uh, podcasts before I left on holidays, so I wanted to try and get out at least a couple before I left yeah. because I knew I'd be gone for two or three weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't have anything currently on file. I don't have anything currently, you know, in the in the bank, as it were. But we are going to Col- we are going to Kelowna in a few weeks, and I have another friend up there who just moved back from South Africa. Uh, she is a uh, she is a wine writer up in Kelowna. Uh, Katie Truscott, she she is another person I want to get on as yeah. well. So there's a few, there's a few, okay. but I try and I try and rein in my excitement. I get too excited, I get too excited, so I want to rein it in a little until I have a confirm, okay. confirmed. Uh, I think for me, for the podcast, I want to try and produce maybe every two weeks instead of every three weeks. I, the other thing I'm interested in is trying to get my WSS as well and trying to get that education try and get that bit of a stamp you know behind my behind my podcast i don't i don't consider i don't perceive my or portray myself as as someone with a lot of knowledge and so people know that that's not i am definitely a you know definitely a beginner in in the wine industry so i don't portray myself as as a an expert on the on the show so for me to try and get a little bit of education a little bit more knowledge and try and perhaps produce a little bit more than I, than I am, but try and also get those bucket lists down, you know, and try and get those ones ticked off. So I think continuing more, more or less from the way I'm going right now. Thank you so much to Ian for your time. Do please check out his great podcast. All of the links are below. And I'd love to have you following along with me. I'm at Interpreting Wine on Instagram and Facebook. At Wine Podcast on Twitter. Or email hello at interpretingwine.com. See you next time. I think we're going to leave it there for now. Thanks for listening. For more wine conversation and podcast updates, you can follow us on Instagram at Ian's Wine Truths. Check out our website for great photos of our guests, friendsofthevine.podbean.com. Take care. Have a glass for me.